can the joy of serving others help you find the purpose, meaning and fulfillment in life? Or can it also lead to stress and overwhelm? Let's find some answers in discussion with Pam Corgan today. Please give us a thumbs up if you are interested in hearing about it. Welcome to Happy and Healthy Mind. If this is the first time you're joining us, my name is Dr. Rosina, and I specialize in treatment of stress, anxiety, and depression. Over the last 20 years, I have been serving as a medical doctor specializing in psychiatry, a best-selling author, and a transformative speaker. I believe that a lot of suffering can be prevented with simple preventative tools. So I started this program, Happy and Healthy Mind, where we share practical tips for your mental fitness. So you can enjoy, live a full life and uh, not suffer unnecessarily. The purpose of this program is prevention education and not treatment advice. So please refer to your healthcare professional for any specific advice. Our mission is to bring health and happiness to more than a million people. So if you like and find value in these programs, please like and subscribe and share so more people can live happier and healthier life. If you're joining us live, uh, please go ahead and enter in the comments any questions you may have, any comments as we talk. And if you would like to join in future so that you can ask the questions in the live program, please text us the word joyful to the number 38470, and we'd be happy to send you a reminder and resources link. So today joining us is Pam Corgan. Hi, Pam. Thanks for joining. Hello, Dr. Rosina. I'm so pleased to be here today. I love your program, and I'm honored to be invited to be a guest. Thank you so much. Um, so Pam is a speaker, and she's a health and wellness uh, business owner and a director of a nonprofit program organization. And she oversees volunteers serving in a variety of capacity in her community and has witnessed the joy that comes from the service. And so she's going to share some of her experiences and practical uh, tools to find the service opportunities for you. So last time, if you joined for our 50th program, uh, we had many guests come in. And as I was listening to the recording, I realized so many people mentioned service as one of the best ways to thrive the difficult times that we are going through. So I remember Vicky Root saying that when COVID hit, she got into the service mode of creating the group for people who are in AA program and were not able to attend in a live meeting. So she created the Zoom meetings for them. And that gave her a lot of joy. Derek Deepkar said that, you know, he realized that he needs to hold one hand with somebody that he can get support and the other hand with somebody that he can help. And many other guests mentioned that. Let me ask Pam, tell me why serving brings joy to people. Well, Dr. Rosina, I really believe that people are looking for community. They're looking for a way to uh, get out of themselves and look to others. The endorphins that we get from laughing, from smiling, really make us physically feel better. Being in community with others who are joyful adds to our joy. Right. And then when we help somebody else, I always say like the smile on the other person's face when uh, you when they feel like, you know, you've added some value or you've helped them, that the joy that that smile brings, you cannot describe it. 
like one of the other guests last time she was saying that one of her neighbors started helping her take the garbage bin to the street and just the simple act of kindness brings the feeling of appreciation and gratitude in her and the smile that comes on her face that that kindness that compassion is contagious so it takes to the other and the other and everybody feels starts feeling happier so wonderful so like you were just saying that you are a health and wellness business owner right what do you sell um Dr. Rosina, you know, I do believe it is contagious, like a ripple effect. What I sell is uh, a nutrition, skincare, makeup. We have over 500 products. And the reason I do this business is because I have such a heart, especially for women. And if I can help them feel better, have more energy, better sleep, that sort of thing, if I can help them look better, uh, through better skincare and their makeup, then they are going to be healthier all around. They are going to have more of that smile on their face and they are going to want to get out more and to connect with other people in community. Wonderful. So you, you added the service component in your business. That's wonderful. But you're also the director of that volunteer ministry. So tell us about that. How did you end up creating a ministry for volunteering? Well, that is an interesting story. In 1969, Dr. Rosina, I started serving in a Christian uh, global organization, and that's where I really began to feel the joy of serving. Now, I have been with that organization for over 50 years and uh, have served as a national representative. What that led to was my speaking, which what I wanted to do was to share hope and encouragement with women. I wanted to add value to their lives. So I have traveled the Western United States speaking at luncheons, at brunches, and women's conferences, sharing just that hope and encouragement. So then what happened? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Continue. I was thinking, how did it end up from talking to the sink that you kind of started? <laughs> Absolutely. So what happened then was I began to realize, along with a few others, that not everyone is a speaker, but we all have a story to tell. We've all been blessed with different gifts and talents. And what if your talent is painting or singing or writing? How can you tell your story? So we did a Telling Your Story conference, and from that grew the component of community, of bringing women together, uh, and then helping women understand that we all have different personalities, we all have different strengths. Let's be grateful for the strengths that we have and rejoice in that. Maybe we, we can't do certain things. Maybe you can't sew, but you can still join and serve because you can cut fabric. So understanding that we all have areas where we can give to others and add value to others. That's what formed our organization. Wonderful, wonderful. So have you come across somebody who uh, found joy by joining and volunteering and serving? Oh, absolutely. Many ladies. I One in particular comes to mind who moved to our community from the East Coast, uh, not knowing a single person here and uh, kind of a quiet pri private person, um, we would invited her to join us. She did, and she began serving along with us. Well, what she found is the best way to have a friend is to be a friend. And she has turned out to have such an abundance of creativity, such a huge heart for serving. 
and she is extremely joyful, serving in many different areas in our organization. And now she has a whole slew of new friends. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, have you come across somebody who actually felt uh, stress instead of joy, or in addition <laughs> to feeling joy, also feeling stress and overwhelmed with serving? <laughs> I would have to raise my hand on that one. <laughs> Maybe I should <laughs> that also. <laughs> that, that would be me. Because when I began thinking about this, um, I, I began thinking, okay, what are the needs? What are the needs that people have in the community? What are the needs? There were so many. And trying to meet all those needs and trying to think how that could all happen and going to this group and that group. And I just got to the point, I was totally overwhelmed, which caused stress because I had to learn to set some boundaries. I had to learn to become a better leader. I had to learn to organize. I had to learn to train others to uh, lead in different areas. I had to learn what to delegate, when to say no, and just step into my own strength. Stay in my lane if you're a swimmer. Stay in your lane and keep swimming. Don't be looking at the other guy or trying to get in somebody else's lane because then if you did, there wouldn't be room for that person in the lane. So I have found that leadership in serving means building others up, encouraging others and building them up so that they have better skills and they can become better leaders. And so it's like you said, it is uh, contagious. It is a ripple effect and on and on and on because as they become uh, better leaders, then it's duplicatable because they learn to train others and encourage others and give them hope. Right, right. Yeah. So I always say like, you know, too much of good is also not good. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you put like, you know, you put a little bit of salt and it would make the food tasty. And if you put too much, it would become bitter. <laughs> and so it, the same goes in service. You know, service is a very important part of my community life. And so I had I had hard time sometime, you know, saying no. And I realized that sometimes that was overwhelming me. And um, I will kind of I'll share a little bit experience when you talk about some of the tips. But one of the things that I realized is that I needed to say no to things that were not building me and overwhelming me so that I can say yes to the things that I can serve better. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really feel that when we uh, when we have heart full of compassion and we want to give, we need to have this balance so we can prevent compassion fatigue. So uh, tell me what are some of your tools? And and before you go into the in your tools, let me ask the people listening. Can you please put in a comment section if you do service and if you do service, uh, does it give you joy or does it give you stress? So let's see how many people find it uh, joyful or uh, or stressful by uh, serving in different capacities. While people are answering the question, Pam, tell me what what are your tips that help you to stay in the joy area instead of stress area and find that goodness in your heart and serving others? Sure. Well, one thing is I, I really feel that people want to serve. They just perhaps don't know how or where to serve. So in figuring that out, I like for women to assess their strengths. Let's look at your personality. Let's take a strength finder test. Or there are many different uh, tests out there to find what are you good at? I found that I'm a visionary. I am not an administrator. 
I need to partner with someone who is an administrator because that is not my strength. So knowing that's not my strength, I'm not going to work in that area. I'm going to work as a visionary and um, come up with creative ideas and help people see that we can take bigger steps and have a larger perspective. I think the, what that boils down to is ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? What, what particular gifts do I have? What are my passions? What do I love doing? Do you love to paint? And do you love little children? Do you love to read them stories? You know, in, in our <laughs> ministry, if you are 85 years old and you have a heart to serve, we will find a place for you to serve. It may be rocking crack babies at the hospital, but we will find a place for you to serve. If you are that person, you are probably not going to fit well at the food pantry lifting up crates of canned goods. So finding where you fit, finding your niche is very important. That relieves stress and that, that brings joy because you're doing what you love. And I really think that is a tremendous key for that. Yeah, you know, it happened with me, like, you know, when people were asking me and I, I served in different um, administrative or like, you know, head of instruction um, position. But I realized that my my gift is to bring the teaching. I'm a speaker. I am uh, I'm a trainer. So my energy when when I'm focusing my energy in the area of my strength, I can help more people in a better way. When I'm trying to do something that is not my strength area, not only that I'm not doing a good job in that area, but I am it is costing me the opportunity to serve more people in the area of my strength. Again, you know, I would second that sir, find, if you don't know what your strength is, then it is hard to serve with your strength. So find your strength, uh, find what what gives you passion, what are your, uh, what, how's your personality like, and based on that, serve in the area where you can be the best you could be and help the most people. So great. Thank you so much. So, and thank you, uh, Fatima. She is entering that. She finds both joy and stress in serving. So yeah, thank you. All right. So Pam, um, what's your tip number two that can help people? Well, the only resource that is consistent is time. That's the only resource that's something we can never get back at time. So if you are spending all of your time trying to build up your weak areas, it is, as you've just said, a waste of time. So prioritize, prioritize what is important to you. Serving in my strengths, what, you know, write, that, write it down on a piece of paper. What are my goals? Where do I see myself in two years and five years? And how can I take the resources that I have, the strengths that I have, and use them to the best time advantage? So um, I believe that um, another key is gratitude. And I know that you have another segment on that, Dr. Rosina, but being grateful for the resources that we do have, focusing on what works in our life. As we as assess um, what we can work with, that is where we will find joy. Wonderful. Yeah, and many times I find people feel overwhelmed. So what can they do to not get overwhelmed with the with all the demands that come with the service? Well, again, I think prioritizing your time and setting those boundaries. 
Perhaps you need to speak with your family. Perhaps you need to write it down. Perhaps you need to put it on a calendar. Figure out what is important for you. For me, my priorities are faith, family, health, and service. So if I, my family's not well cared for, if my dinner's not cooked and my house is in disarray, I don't have any business going out doing something else. If my health is suffering, then I don't have any business going out and serving. But here's the thing. As we grow ourselves, as we make ourselves healthier, as we learn to have better care for ourselves, our cup becomes full. And as our cup becomes full, because we're leading ourselves, we're taking care of ourselves, just like on an airplane, you put your oxygen mask on before you help another. As we take care of ourselves and make ourselves healthy, whole, and take care of the needs of our family, if that is what you've listed as your priority, then reaching out to others and serving is pure joy because as our cup overflows, what is reaching out to others is out of love, it is out of gratitude, it is out of caring for them. It's not out of stress, like, oh my goodness, I better hurry up and get home because the laundry's not done and the house is a wreck and you know there's no dinner cooked. So you know, figure out what is important to you and where does service fit into your life, into your time? We're all given 24 hours a day. What are you gonna do with those 24 hours? So I, I call this service happiness number, uh, habit number seven. So I have seven habits of happiness in my program, Stress to Joy. And so the first habit is compassion with the balance. So compassion for yourself as well as others. So creating that balance. And then the seventh habit is service, that kind of completes the loop because the purpose of life is you know for me and for many people purpose of life is serving you know being of benefit to others but you cannot be benefit to others if your bucket is empty if if you don't take care of yourself then you won't be there to continue to help others on a long-term basis or in the best possible way so yeah that is one important thing to have that balance that would help prevent the the overwhelm all right, so what's the uh, your third tip? My third tip, Dr. Rosina, would be show up, lead the way, show up for your people. If you have something that's going on, show up and be there, be an example. A leader knows the way, a leader shows the way, and a leader goes the way. So if you are uh, leading an organization, if you are just uh, leading a group of people in whatever they do, then show up with your best self, you know, get up, get dressed, uh, get your, you know, get your shower and put yourself together (laughs) and show up and and give of your best self. I know that serving together is something that truly helps us bring joy. And in my life with my organization, oh gosh, on Thursday, we were at an organization here in my town that serves youth that have aged out of foster care. So what we do is we put together a boutique for them where we take the donations that are given, we hang them up according to size, you know, uh, label them according to, you know, men's jeans size, you know, 32, 34, whatever. And we put all that together. But it brings joy because there are several of us there working together and we feel like we're doing something significant. We are providing something. It's maybe a small thing, but it's something that changes people's lives. 
my living room and actually dining room right now are filled with things to fill Easter baskets for the children of, of sex trafficking survivors. And we have children that are babies clear on up through age 12, and we'll be doing a couple of dozen baskets. We have made quilts for them, uh, blankets for them. We have a thing for them called Thoughtful Thursdays. So getting together, doing those kind of things, which bring joy to others, also brings joy to us. Because I guarantee you the dozen or 18 or 20 women that show up here at my house on Monday, we are going to have a ball and it's going to be fun. It is community. We are working together. We're serving. Um, we do a bunch of different things like make um, uh, sleeping bags for the children of Women and Children's Center. They sleep on cold floors sometimes. Pathfinders is another ministry that serves the poorest in our neighborhood. And we ask them, what do you need? What do you need? How can we help? Well, they needed drivers for their buses. They needed ride-alongs. They, for the last many years, well before COVID, have a uh, yearly fundraising dinner. Could we serve? Could we help? Well, at the last one, we had 92 of our people, and we all dress in pink. We're the pink, pink people. And we actually served, the dinner, dinner was catered. But we took the plates and we served the people. We poured their water. We cleaned the plates, bust the tables. We actually served. But you know what? I mean, was it work? Yes, we went and set the tables and put the silverware and the decorations. It was work. But you know what? It was an absolute blast. We had such joy in doing that and such joy when we saw on the people's faces how appreciative they were that we were serving this them this delightful dinner. So I think, you know, in many ways, um, getting together uh, really helps. You can serve, you know, one at a time, of course, but getting together in community and serving, that brings an extra portion of joy. Wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, you remind me when I go uh, and serve with the iServe team. So we we were iServe, the Smiley community volunteering together. And it's so much fun. Like, you know, we used to go to uh, the, the food bank and kind of create the packets preparing for delivery to different food banks. And you know, just kind of doing it together, even with like, you know, three generations with my mom and my daughter and all the community uh, friends together, doing that work together, just brings a lot of joy, which some of the events have not been possible because of COVID and people are missing that. And so probably you also went through when pe people were not able to gather together because of the COVID. How did you handle that? Well, we didn't do the large gatherings, and for a while we did do Zoom. Then we began uh, having just our leadership meet, and we met outdoors, and that we did through the summer. Then when it got colder and restrict, we got a little bit more comfortable with one another. Many of our people have had the vaccine now. We, we go ahead and we put together events, like at my house on Monday. And if you feel comfortable in coming, come. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't feel comfortable in coming, stay home. But we still put it together because we believe that women need community. We need to be together because uh, together we're stronger. We encourage one another. We build one another up. And together we can make a difference in our community. Our The people that we serve in our community are so incredibly grateful. My car is packed right now for the fourth trip to Women and Children's Center. We put out an um, uh, an email that we needed uh, juice and cereal and the toddler food that comes in the little packets. My car is filled with those right now. Wonderful. People have been so incredibly generous to drop that stuff off. Wonderful. So, yeah. 
yeah. yeah, we did the similar thing, like, you know, so in our community, like, you know, the ICER people, we were not able to go to the food bank, but uh, did the food drive. So, like, you know, all the people were going and uh, dropping the donations for the ICER bins, and they were able to deliver the food. They did kind of a creative way with the kids. They did uh, make a peanut butter sandwiches via Zoom. So all the kids did it on, you know, on their own, in their own home, and then they were able to deliver to the particular uh, shelters. So that's wonderful. Let me ask the audience at this time, where do you look for people, volunteering opportunities? And, you know, you need people to encourage you to serve with you. Where do you look for those people? So please go ahead and enter in the in the comment section. Where do you look for people who could encourage you, whom you can serve with? And uh, Pam, let me ask you, what do you suggest? Where should people look for? Well, when we began this ministry, I think the biggest thing we did was ask, what do you need? Call people up. What do you need? How can I help? How can I serve you? And then put yourself in their shoes. You know, how would they feel if, if you're taking clothing to someone, you don't want to take your worst things that, you know, they would feel bad about wearing. Take something beautiful. Things that take something nice. Give up your best and let people know they're loved. Let people know you care because of that. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so, um, uh, you know, you were you were talking about showing up, you know, when you're leading, show up. You talk about like, you know, lead yourself first. So tell us, how do you lead yourself first? Uh, I think one of the biggest ways is to read. I read a lot of books, a lot of leadership books, and I have become a better leader, no question, because of that. I also, I listen to trainings. Um, I hang out with people who lead in other areas. Uh, they say you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. So if I want to be a better leader, I want to hang out with leaders. I want to find out what do you do? How do you lead yourself? What are, what are the tips that you have? So I think we just mainly need to be intentional about it. We need to have, I know for me, I had to set, because I am so distractible, I had to set myself a schedule. And one of the things I really protect is my morning time. When I get up in the morning, my quiet time, and I protect my time to read. So I think that, both of those, hanging out with people that are good leaders and reading to intentionally grow yourself are supremely important. Wonderful, wonderful. And let me give you a little sneak peek. I am going to be talking in our special at the end of the program. So stay on and I will talk a little bit about, about this leadership. Uh, let me tell everybody that Pam has been uh, graciously offered her time. So if anybody wants to meet with her, she can meet 30 minutes one-on-one -on -one with you to guide you in your journey towards uh, developing a life of joy with service. So Pam, do you have any take home message for our audience today? I think in a nutshell, the take home would be go from me to we. Take your eyes off of yourself. Take your eyes off of your own problems and look forward, look out. Where can I serve? Where can I make a difference? Who could I help today? Who could I, I uh, input into their life? You know, I think that as we do that, we need to recognize someone needs us. Someone needs us. Now, everybody doesn't need us because we're not going to fit in every in, in every niche. 
but somebody needs us. So where can I do that act of kindness today that you spoke about earlier, that unexpected act of, act of kindness? Where can I intentionally find someone to serve? Where can I ask and find uh, another need that could be met? And perhaps it's not by me, but per perhaps I could connect you with someone who can fill that need. So I think maybe that's a good motto for today. Go from me to we. Wonderful. What a wonderful mantra. As like, you know, I um, I believe, and in one of the programs, I shared the stanza from Allama Iqbal, um, and it said, Apne liye to sabhi jeete hain is jahaan mein. Apne liye to sabhi jeete hain is jahaan mein. Hai zindagi ka maqsad auron ke kaam aana. Means everybody lives for themselves, but the purpose of life is to be helpful to others. Um, so thank you, uh, Pam, for joining. And let me just share that we are going to, uh, what I wanted to say was that service is one of the happiness habits. And so we have talked about other happiness habits in some of our programs, but if you would like to read about all the seven happiness habits that form the acronym COMPASS, you can read in the book, Stress to Joy. And if you haven't got it yet, you can uh, order it from stresstojoy.com or in Amazon. And just know that we are running a promotion. So if you put the review on Amazon, please send us the snapshot of review. And we have a special bonus for people who give us review on, on Amazon for uh, Stress to Joy book. So thank you for that in advance. And now is the time for special. So for special, we are going to talk about personal leadership. And let me ask the audience, when I say personal leader, do you relate to that word? Do you think you are a personal leader? And while people are answering, Pam, let me ask you, do you consider yourself a personal leader? Yes, I do. And here's why. A leader is a person who influences. And I think it's a huge responsibility to be able to influence others. It's a gift. It's an honor. And I believe that we need to be uh, willing to be vulnerable. We need to be transparent. But a, a leader is a, one who influences. You know, if Wonderful. nobody's following you, you're not a leader. So okay. I think that would be the one thing I would say. Yeah, but I'm going to show a little different side of it. Let me ask uh, the audience, what do you think are the qualities of a good leader? So please put in the comment, what do you think is are the qualities of a good leader? Thank you. Fatima is saying that she totally considers herself a, a personal leader. Great. Thank you for sharing. Please share what makes a leader a good leader. So for me, a leader is somebody who is compassionate, who is visionary, who directs and who keeps a person accountable, right? A personal leader is a person who leads themselves first. Because you cannot lead other people if you don't lead yourself. If you don't, if you don't uh, keep yourself accountable, if you don't set your own goals, if you don't live life intentionally, then, you're, you, then you won't be able to lead with examples. And so great leadership starts with 
personal leadership. And all of you, each one of you could be personal leader within yourself. And once you identify yourself as the leader, then you would stop feeling like life is taking you in whichever direction it wants. You would be able to accept what life is presenting, find the best way and tread on that path intentionally. And so I leave you on the question, what do you choose? Do you want to let other people direct your life, circumstances direct your life, or do you choose to take what is being offered by circumstances, accept, assess, and respond with your best option? and live your life intentionally, purposefully, and meaningfully. Like somebody entered, thank you, like a servant leader to yourself and to all the people who, who are part of your circle of influence. So on that note, stay happy, healthy, and see you next time.